Billy sang about the burbs, as did Bruce. How did being from the suburbs shape the careers of two music icons? Newsline spoke with Jim Cullen, author of Bridge and Tunnel Boys, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, and the Metropolitan Sound of the American Century. So what was it about the suburbs? Was it that it just gave them a whole lot of uh, rich material to mine? Billy Joel uh, writing about Captain Jack and Bruce with all of those uh, portraits of maybe a grittier suburbia? No doubt about it, Bridget. That's that's a big part of the story. You know, one guy is on one side of the city and the other guy is on the other side of the city. The thing that I found interesting is that when we think about Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen, we think of them as the heirs of people like the Beatles and Bob Dylan and the you know people like Chuck Berry, sort of from the hinterland. But um, but actually, they were a product of a musical culture that was really homegrown. I mean, you, you, New York is a media capital, but it's also a musical culture. Right. And interesting that when they were coming up, it wasn't so easy. Uh, we just had the uh, anniversary not too long ago of Bruce's second album, and they got they got second chances. In other words, Asbury Park wasn't a big hit. But the it, it seems that the music industry was a little bit more forgiving back then to to listen to their stories of of suburbia and such. Well, yeah, that's right. These were very fat years for uh, the record business in the early nineteen seventies. You know, very different structure than than it is today. For example, in those days, you know, guys like Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen went on tour to support the records. Now the records kind of support the tours. But in any case, these were guys who were signed to, to the same label, or you know, within a few months of each other, put out put out records within a few months of each other, both of which stiffed. The next ones they put out stiffed. Billy Joel's third one stiffed. But it was a time in which record labels were willing to cultivate uh, artists a little bit longer and give them a chance to catch on, which of course happened in both cases here. Were they aware of each other when they were both coming up the ranks? Oh yeah, they were definitely aware of each other. I think. Billy Joel had a little bit of the inside track, and there was some talk within Columbia Records of dropping Springsteen in favor of Joel. But I think their relationship has always been, you know, fairly amicable. They first appeared together as early as 1974, so you know they go back a long way. You know, it was a few years ago, Billy Joel built a motorcycle for Bruce Springsteen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're buddies, but they definitely are friendly, and they've performed together about a dozen times over the course of the, the last 50 years. Well, you mentioned how the music industry was different back then. If Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen were to be writing their songs as as aspiring artists nowadays, do you think they would have made it? That's a good question. I, I think it would have been much more challenging. It's funny. I tend to think about this going backward. If they had been born 50 years earlier, I would say you know Billy Joel would have been a Broadway show tunes guy, and Bruce Springsteen would have been a short story writer like F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, I you know I think that that you'd like to think that talent wins out, and 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 there's some reason to think so, but. You always have to consider the the sort of structural factors here, and and uh, you know the the business works differently now. The fact that they are live performers and tour well may have helped them now as it did then. Well, your book sounds like a great read or maybe a great listen. Uh, as I spend endless hours in my car, Jim Cullen, author of Bridge and Tunnel Boys, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, and the Metropolitan Sound of the American Century.